0: Welcome back to Make Your Show, The Creators. I'm Jason Cicci. And I'm John Kramer. Today's guest, Patrick House, shows that there's really no one way to become a filmmaker. Patrick spent nine years in the military where he discovered the importance of doing the work nobody else wanted to do and doing it the way that only he could do it. We heard his career stories that seemed too easy to be true,
1: but really happened because of all the hard work that he put in and the relationships he maintained.
0: He also shared with us how to keep in touch without being icky and his film festival
1: philosophy. Thanks so much for joining us and uh, taking the time to answer some questions for us.
2: My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thanks yeah, yeah.
1: So yeah. here's my question. We're just going to jump right into it. Let's go. I was looking at your list of projects and, and your website. I love the way your website looks.
2: Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate
1: it. But there were a couple I wasn't sure. You know, you have listed that you do. You were the writer or and or director on a couple of them. Uh And a and a couple I couldn't tell. But do you do cinematography too, or are you strictly writer director?
2: So when I was in the military, you know, I was a backpack, so I did everything. I shot, edited, did everything. So you know, um, I have a I wouldn't call myself a cinematographer, but I definitely have uh, those skills and knowledge and experience, but more of a on a documentary level. Sure.
1: Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's the other thing that that definitely jumps right out when I looked at your bio and. You served in the military in the navy for 9 years. That's yeah. that's incredible.
2: Yeah, it was it was wild. <laughs> so, Sorry, can man.
1: I ask, you know, you also say that your dad was a director and he was your inspiration. Yeah, definitely. When you joined the military, did you already have it in mind then that you wanted to be a storyteller and, and a director and a filmmaker?
2: Absolutely. It's, 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 you know, the, to say that now is like, it's like, man, how did I know? Or like, you know, it's just crazy how you start off on a path and don't even really think about how it started. But I had dropped out of college. I was playing basketball in college. I dropped out and I, I went to a, a community school and I majored in television and um, I forgot what it was called. New Ways Television, that was my major. Uh I ended up dropping out of there, too, which led to me going to the military. But, yeah, when I I went to recruit, I told him I wanted to do something in the arts. So
0: had you been making films that whole time through through college?
2: Okay, so this is how I went. My first semester, I was playing ball. dropped out. Second semester, I went to a school in Chicago called Columbia, which is like the NYU of Chicago. And, um, you know, we did like television productions, like in the studio at school. But this, you know, this is years ago with DV tapes, and all that kind of stuff. So I had done some things there, but other than that, I hadn't done anything until I went to the military. And you made
0: mostly documentary stuff or did you start making narrative stuff then?
2: Well, I, I went in as a photographer's mate. And this is 2005 and this is right when like digital and, and film were kind of swapping out. So I, I learned photography. That's why I said I have kind of some cinematography school. After I went to photography school in the Navy, when I got to my first duty station in in San Diego, they were like, you know, we're merging everything because of digital media and all this kind of stuff. So you can either write or you can shoot video. And so I I chose to shoot video. So I was doing, you know, 59 second news spots about, you know, uh, Girl Scouts visit the base. Some sailors go to an elementary school to read to, to, to kids. I was doing that. Then it went to operational stuff. Then it went to deploying and doing documentaries, like long form, 30 minute, hour long documentary.
1: So was Relay for Life, that's one of the projects it looks like maybe Mm -hmm. you did during that time?
2: That was towards the end. That was my last deployment in 2012. Yeah. I did that in Afghanistan.
1: I really loved that piece, the way that you cut together all those different locations like that. <laughs> yeah. It's really, really impressive. I'm, I, I love that, that stuff. You. And I wondered, you know, did you do all of that yourself? Shooting, uh, directing, uh, editing, everything? everything.
2: One everything. man band. It's funny because, um, so... When I was in Afghanistan, you know, you have a, there's a, a media hub. So you have all branches work together when it comes to media. And so I had an Air Force uh, supervisor and he wanted to do a story on this guy. and But nobody wanted to do it. Nobody thought it could, you know, they was like, oh, that's it's boring. Like, how are we going to shoot somebody running? I was like, oh, I'll do it. <laughs> so you had to have, you had to have the vision. You had yeah. to have a story in
1: your mind yeah. for, for something that everybody else said, you know, we don't know how we're gonna do this.
2: Yeah, definitely. It, it took a couple of days, you know, everybody's schedule was crazy. And that guy who uh, we did the story on, he lived right outside of where our, our little office was. So it was, you know, I go back to him and say, all right, whenever you're going for a run, just let me know. Yeah. and I'll try to meet you. And, and you know, I had, one time I had a friend of mine drive me in the truck, and I, you know, shot a long time ago. Yeah,
1: fun. that was really
2: cool. So at
1: what point do you say to yourself, this is what I want to do when I get out of the military? I want to keep making stories. I want to be a writer. I want to be a director.
2: The entire time, (laughs) the whole time I was always like I said, I went in knowing that's what I want to do. I I did it nine years. Uh, I didn't expect to stay that long. I was only going to do four. Yeah, I was thinking that along those lines the whole time. I'll say this for sure, though. uh, While I was in the military. I was selected for this program at Syracuse University where they, they select, was it uh, four from each branch, four people. So they do two videographers and two photographers and writers from each branch of the military. And we get to go to school for a year at Syracuse and study, you know, journalism, essentially. We do a, we We spend a whole year making a documentary, but we also do other news kind of uh, focus training and writing stories and stuff like that. So I would say that year, though, really said, "Oh yeah, this is what I'm, what I'm going to pursue." Yeah. So I, I wanted to do it before, but just that whole experience of because you know I had done it. You know, I'm going to sound like a, a military guy, but I had done it, not doing it in the civilian world. As opposed to doing it on active duty, is like it was. It was like the handcuffs being taken off because you know it, it, I, very, sensible,
0: cause I went to Syracuse. Um,
2: yeah, SI Newhouse.
0: And I, I thought so.
2: Yeah, great, great department. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome, man. We do pretty much we do all of the electives in one year. So if you were to get to a bachelor's in like journalism, we do all the electives in one year. So it was pretty intense. Wow. And, uh, yeah. So that that year was, I think, and then that was my first time coming to New York. You know, so uh, that even got the juices flowing even more. So. Then you then
0: you began at SVA.
2: Uh, so, no. So after that year, I went back to active duty and I had another four years left on active duty. Oh, wow. And then after those four years was up, that's when I came to SVA. is
0: that the first time you wrote a yeah. fictional narrative?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, um, I guess you could say that. Like, you know, when I was in the Navy, one thing we got to do, especially deployed, is uh, we did like um, commercials, you know, on the ship. We have a closed circuit television uh, system. Any messages that you know the, the higher ups want to get out, they come to us and they ask us to do commercials or do PSAs and stuff. So you know, we had I had done some silly stuff, you know, there, but like it wasn't nothing written. It wasn't a script. It's just you get some friends together, be like, "Yo, we want to do this, that, and the third. Uh, let's shoot this. Let's shoot that." But yeah, it was my first time writing.
1: Well, that sounds like an incredible training ground. I mean, oh, yeah. in my opinion, uh, to to have to. Learn how to do everything yourself. I mean, you, yeah. you say that you started writing at SVA, but it sounds like that was just a more formal version, right, right. of what you had been doing, probably yeah. without thinking of it as writing.
2: I mean, you have to come up a natural words.
0: progression to it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: definitely. Yeah, we. I did have to do a lot of, you know, even when we shot video, we had to do voiceover, so we had to write a script. Like I used to say, this is Dayton's update. I'll pay the officer Patrick House. Yeah. You know, on boy USS Peleliu, LHA five. You know, we conducted da da We had to write a script there, and then you know, a lot of times, you know, that what's the word they use? I forgot the word we use in the military. Repurpose, I think, was the word. But so I would shoot a video, and I would get an interview, and they would say, "Hey, we need a print version of that. Can you write? Take those sound bites from your interview and write a print story out of it." So we did a lot of writing, or oh, did a lot of writing. Yeah, but um, not narrative though. It was all. You know this kind of news news kind of yeah. once you could
0: start writing your own stuff, what inspired mm-hmm. you like did you have particular stories in mind you wanted to tell or
2: what inspired- i don't know that's it's a good question like i said it's, it's kind of been like you know I want to do this and just you just go just go you know uh, a lot of things inspired me um I just felt, I feel, I know this, I felt like there were a lot of stories, especially like Black stories. I felt like there were more um, perspectives to, to be explored or different ways to tell the stories, you know, versus what's been put out a lot. So that was one thing I wanted to do was just have a different POV coming up as, you know, as a Black man in America, what, what it looks like, what it feels like, what it sounds like, the experience and, and, and how it was conveyed too, you know, just think about different ways to tell stories.
1: Now, did you ever think about what it means to make your own work. It sounds like you had this path from the Navy where you were creating work for your job. Then you got out, you you, you spent some time in Syracuse where it sounds like you were doing that really for yourself. Mm-hmm. And then you got out, and, and it sounds like you went pretty quickly right into SVA after yeah. your service. Absolutely. Yep. About a month later. And then so you get out of SVA, it, you know, you're kind of telling like it sounds like you didn't really have as much of a plan. You just kind of Hit the ground running. You just wanted to make your own work. Did you have a plan as to what you wanted to do with that work? What, how you wanted to use it uh, yeah. for your career to further your
2: career? Definitely. Uh, you know, um, the last piece I did at SVA, uh, the Blue Diamonds. You know, I really want to use that as a calling card, and I want to expound on it because you know that was my the, the first one I did at SVA Night Job. I kind of, I guess you could say, co-wrote it. But th- that was my first time writing completely straight, original by myself. You know, I wanted to, you know, I almost, it's almost like I self my, taught myself how to write. And then it's like, I learned more from that experience. So I want to t- continue it and, and turn it into a feature or, or like a mini series and stuff like that. I had a plan, I had ideas. You just really never know which one is going to pan out or, or when it's going to pan out and things like that. So I just had a bunch, I'm open to anything. Yeah. And um, just kind of trying to keep my eyes open and keep as many eyes in the fire as I can. So here's my question then. So you are making
1: your, your, these projects through SVA, so mm-hmm. School of Visual Arts, and you wanted Blue Diamonds specifically to be a calling card. What would you say have been the benefits of having made that work? Blue Diamonds, you, you mentioned Night Job. How do you feel like doing that work has helped you
2: move forward? People see a representation of your work. You know, it's like from my point of view, if I'm picking, a, um, you know, um, we're doing casting and you don't, you know, somebody might be a really good actor or actress or whatever. But, you know, if they don't have a reel, then, you know, it's just like out of sight, out of mind. So for me, it's just what, I, what I've seen is most people been able to see what I'm capable of, what my vision is, and how I like to do things. It's, you know, it's real life in your face. It's it's, it's helped me a lot. I've gotten a lot of work off, of even Night Job, which is about, what, four or five years old? Like, people still speak well of it. Some of the film festivals I've been, those people have kept in touch with me because they enjoy the project so much. Several people from uh, different film festivals, they keep in touch.
0: What sorts of work have you gotten uh, subsequently from from
2: So I did a music video in LA I had an artist reach out to me to do a music video. I've done two pilots uh, so two different people have written pilots and they reached out to me to direct them. Um, I've had other work that you know I, I didn't want that I didn't take but uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I've gotten a, a lot of uh, good feedback. Oh I actually got an agent based off of that work. Wow, really. That's yeah awesome. commercial agent so it's it's definitely is worth it to have you know because it's, it's you know this is like a, a show me business you got yeah, show me what you can do like that's you right. Can talk about it but it, unless you can show me you know that's that's what it what a rubber Lisa wrote.
0: Oh, i was just going to ask you uh, um I, I if you've used crowdfunding to make any of your projects
2: i mean not really um well this one of the um series the the, the pilots that i directed the lady she um She wrote it, and she did a lot of crowdfunding. But I haven't—I haven't. um, See, this is the thing, you know. I've been—I grew up in Chicago. I was in the military for nine years. Now I live in New York. I've moved around, and then my friends are all over the place. So, you know, I ain't—I ain't been—I didn't do a good job of keeping in touch with a lot of people. So, So, uh, but uh, I've—I've—I've had people like lend me money, you know, close friends and things like that. But crowdfunding. I haven't really used it. I wish I probably should. I wish I explored that even more.
1: Well, so it sounds like everything you've made pretty much has been self-funded.
2: Definitely self-funded. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: I mean, that's so you know we're we're really approaching this again. You know, our our Jason and I make your show. We the the audience that's probably going to be listening to this are are either writers, actors, maybe directors, maybe cinematographers who want to work they want to make their own work Mm -hmm. but we know that this is a is is really a team effort there's a lot of a lot of people that you usually need to make something for for the screen and if you're making your own work that means you got to figure out how to pay for it too yeah. Um, so that's just, you know, one big question. Another big question that a lot of people are going to be interested in as you talk about getting an agent is how do you get an agent? <laughs> um, so I know that that's something that maybe we should dive into a little bit more. But why don't why don't we just uh, talk about that? Uh, okay. c- can you tell the story about how you got your agent? So so was it a specific piece of work or?
2: Oh man, it was again, going back to having work in the can. Uh, so a friend of mine who's a photographer and, um, he was in the military as well. And he's a photographer in LA. He was going to uh, a school Brooks Institute that closed down now, but he was a student there, man. He knew somebody from that school that knew somebody and they were asking, they said, um, we're looking for, um, new talent you know the lady she, she was just asked her friends like i'm looking for new talent do you know anybody I'm looking for a few new people so uh he reached out to my friend and then he said my friend sent myself back to him and said what do you think about this guy It's like yes yeah, send him so uh she took a look at uh, my website and she's like i love your work um i think you have potential and she's like i want to represent you i'm like okay let's do it
1: <laughs> i might have to edit that out because that might make a lot of our audience upset <laughs> how easy that sounded.
2: Yeah. That's amazing. I, no, no, it is. It is. It, is. But from what I've heard, man, a lot of stuff, you know, it don't come that easy. But right. man, a majority of everything you get is from your network. You know what I'm saying? The people you meet and come in contact with. Sure. Uh, when I did an internship at Nickelodeon, you know that they would they will come speak to all the interns that were out there. And, and uh, one of the HR people was like, they was like that's the that's the last place we'll look." So yeah, it's all, it's all who you know. know. It's, it's who well, you that's know.
1: I'd say there's two <laughs> lessons there, right? Which is a, it's it's your network, it's your relationship with a community of people yeah. that is going to help. Right, you're all there to kind of help each other, hopefully. That's but it. then also, you had. Work that you felt good about representing you. Exactly. exactly. That you you had to put that work in to have that product to share. Yep. Right. Absolutely. That's interesting about the Nickelodeon internship. Was that before your service or
2: after? That was after. That was why I was at SCA. Okay. A, I did an internship there. Wow. What was that experience like? It was interesting. Like I thought it would. I thought it would be different. It w- it was really seeing the corporate side of entertainment. You know. So it was a good experience. As far as that, I didn't get to do any really hand you know, what I want to do, directing and being on sets and stuff like that. Sure. It wasn't very much of that. You know, there was some, you know, we got to pull clips of things for spots and stuff like that, but, you know, very little what I wanted to do. But it was, it was interesting just to be, you know, a fly on the wall in meetings and, and seeing how uh, pitches go down and stuff like that. So it was sure.
1: Can I ask, what was your motivation for pursuing
2: that internship? Uh, man, just like I said, keeping as many eyes in the fire. Um, yeah. Uh, again, network. So a guy, it's on my website. I did the, um, a story about 9/11, um, and uh, the guy's a vendor in Times Square, and he works right outside of the Viacom building. And you know, I you know, I did the story on him probably like 2011, but we kept in contact, and um, you know, especially when I moved up to New York for good, I would go by and see him every now and then. And one day I just went to talk to him. He said, uh, bring me a resume. It was like, I, um, I was just talking to, I think it was Seema Brown at the time. I forget the lady's name, but the CEO of, of Nickelodeon, you know, he sees her coming and going every day and they talk to each other. And he told me to bring my resume because he had just got his son an internship. And he said, bring me a resume. And I'm personally hand it to it. And I gave him my resume. He personally handed it to her. I got an email <laughs> a week later.
0: Here's another story
1: we kept sharing it. I'm gonna, gonna have to do a lot of editing on this one. Yeah. I, you, know, you know, again, it does sound easy when you when the way you tell this story. Yeah. But if it if it sounds easy, it's because you're not paying attention right. to the work that you had to do Definitely. to be in that position in the first place.
2: Definitely, definitely, definitely. Yeah. To to have, you know, um like the, the work I did with him and the quality of it. And then to maintain that relationship. Yeah, you just you just really never know, you know, and that's why it's always good to maintain relationships and, and put your best foot forward. Because the one thing, like I know a lot of people, you know, when I was in the military, they would look at, like I said, nobody wants to do the, the Relay for life. It was like, ah, you know, boring. But I was in a mindset of, you know, just doing everything and trying to do it as best you can or as unique as you can. I remember when I was in the military, we used to, it was me and two other guys, man. We we would regularly get in trouble for breaking the rules, you know, like doing a non-narrative documentary where there's no guy sitting there with a microphone. Like we were we were like, nah, we're not doing that. Or like uh to use music and, and things like that in the news piece. They was like, Oh, you can't but we would always look for ways to break the rules and and, and to push creativity. So just years of doing that, you know, kind of culminated into that moment. That's amazing.
1: I want to kind of, I had a question earlier, you were talking about going to film festivals. Jason, I feel like, you know, we, we've spoken to some people that have gone to film festivals, but we haven't really taken a deep dive and found out yeah. about that. Is, is that something that you feel like you can, can tell our audience a little bit about, like what, what's um, your experience been with, with taking your work
2: to festivals? Like, it's been valuable. Again, you, make, you meet people, you get relationships. It does help having, we call it little flowers. The Laurel. Uh, the Laurels, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Laurels, yeah. Laurel's does, it does make a difference, you know, from having an agency She says when people see Laurel's and awards won, it does help in, in that respect. For me, it was good going to film festivals to see uh, what other people are doing. Yeah, just seeing other people, other filmmakers, uh, networking with them. You know, there are some festivals it's kind of like, it feel like it's it's all just a money play where they just sort of throw anything up. And they don't really curate the, the different nights. Yeah.
0: Everybody gets a prize.
2: Yeah, everybody gets a prize, and it's, we got all kind of movies that you know, and and then but when I I'm going to some really nicely put together festivals, and it's it's just a great experience, you know, to watch films, and, and you know, sometimes they have uh, guest speakers come and and, and talk. So right. it's, it's it's it has its benefits, you know,
1: it has its purpose. I think. Well, I guess I have two questions then. One would be, if I wanted to go to festivals, but I wasn't sure which ones were the good ones, how would you recommend people find out which are the ones that would be worth their time and which would
2: not? Do you do you have a method now? What I used to do, um, I had, without a box and film freeway. I had a profile on both. And uh, I would just scroll through, especially, you know, when I had a job, I was working at an advertising agency. And like in the morning when I check my emails, I'll be checking the film festivals as well. And I'll just scroll through, you know, if 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 it looked presentable, then I will go to the website. And if that looked good, I will go to the social media. I'll read the comments. I will see what's been there before, who's connected to it. And then just, hey, you know, if you feel like it's worth it, pay the $50 or whatever. And so that's yeah,
0: sort of a combination of research who, who's uh, going to be
2: there
0: right right
2: where is it where and how, is, much? Yeah, how much how much is yeah. Yeah. yeah that's true that's very true although you can write off in your taxi uh, <laughs> we are not professional accountants
1: we cannot give financial <laughs> advice we're going to have to have that disclaimer so patrick you know. the second question would be what kind of relationships have you made because that's obviously a major kind of motivator for a lot of people to go to festivals is to again you know, build their community. Uh, what kind of relationships have you made going to these film festivals and how have you been able to keep in touch? It sounds like you, you do a very good job of of maintaining relationships with people. If you have any tips for, you know, our audience, like how do you, how do we keep in touch with people? Uh, Seems like it can feel, you know, inauthentic sometimes the way yeah. we have to try to keep in touch with people. Have yeah. you figured out a way to meet people at film festivals, for instance, and then do it so it doesn't feel
2: unique? So yeah, I know what you mean. I don't know if I figured out a way, but, you know, the relationships I have maintained is mostly through social media and engagement. You know, I have a friend of mine who's a uh, he, he um, teaches social media. And one thing he told me is engagement. Man, if you, when you engage with people, it's, it's, it's valuable, even if it's just commenting on a post or liking something or asking about something or and like you said, organically, you know, I don't I don't um, try to force anything yeah just engage with people and uh some of the festivals that will keep in touch with you especially if you you know you place and win a prize uh, you know um the hip-hop film festival every year they reach out to me for something i've done like questionnaires that they'll post on their website or uh they'll screen a movie um on their website throughout the year and then they'll shout me out on social media and i'll repost it yeah that's that's mainly it i think again is i think it's you know Leaving a good impression and and doing good work, people just connect to you or ask you for ask me for questions. A lot of uh, actors that I know, they'll they'll say, "I wrote this. Can you read the script?" or what do you think about this or what do you think about this movie that just came out this whatever most of it is organic that's why i say i don't know if i felt out a way to Is just those i've kept in touch with us jason
1: uh some of us are more comfortable with social media uh than others
0: <laughs> it's a necessary evil it is well it is. Uh,
1: i hopefully we don't consider it evil uh, <laughs> a lot of people do consider it necessary do you have a favorite social media network, Patrick? And and any any kind of profiles you want to plug for us out here? Where can people find you and
2: connect with you? Uh, Instagram, and it is Pat House Thirteen. Yeah, that's where I'm on the most. Yeah. Why do you like we'll Instagram?
0: Try that link too for, for people at the end. Sure. The
2: oh yeah, great. You said what now? Why do you like Instagram? <laughs> <laughs> well, is 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 like Facebook is like my life all the way up into the military. Until I got out of the military. So from preschool all the way up until then. And then like Instagram is like my new life. <laughs> it's my my <laughs> reverse. Uh, you know, it's, it's uh, I, I like, you know, I'm a visual guy, of course, like images. And then a lot of the people I follow and things I follow, I've really tried to curate to a certain thing. I follow all kind of film pages and, and, and cinematography pages and acting pages. Uh, film festivals and actors and things I I really liked. It was kind of like my my uh, man cave. It was like Facebook, it's like your mama's on there, your grandma's on there, everybody. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and
0: uh, we don't hear a lot about Twitter from people.
2: Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Twitter, yeah, I never really got into Twitter too heavy anyway, you know. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's not my thing. But, yeah, do you, uh,
0: this, uh, this is a good question. Do you maintain a, a LinkedIn profile? I do. I do. And is that is that something you frequent?
2: I do. I check it out. That's gotten me some opportunity too. just spamming people on, on LinkedIn. I've gotten some, some pretty good, I've got some pretty good interviews. I didn't get the job. I've got some, some, some good opportunities. So yeah, I, I keep that, you know, again, for like corporate stuff, television, uh, production, things like that. Uh, LinkedIn is a good place for that. So what are you
0: working on now, Patrick?
2: So I just, so right before the shutdown hit, I directed two pilots, yeah, two pilots. And been editing them uh, the whole time we've been locked down. Just finished one of them, got it out the door. Another one is close to being done. And when that is finished, I'm going back to writing. I I got three scripts. Still been working on Blue Diamond. A friend of mine who is a bipolar, he wrote a book about it and he asked me to turn it to a screenplay. Oh, wow. And, and then the Harlem Hellfighters, uh, a friend of mine, my cinematographer, I use a lot. We've been talking about wanting to do a war movie about uh, the Harlem Hellfighter, So I've been reading books and
1: stuff. Wow, sounds really uh, like you got a lot of exciting stuff going on.
2: Yeah, definitely, definitely. It's got to, you know, it's it's good to have, especially this this day and time. I have something to keep your mind occupied.
0: I just have one final question. When you're um, on a set, Patrick, what is your as the director? Do you have a favorite? Part of it. Do you like the organizing of the entire thing? Do you like working with the actors? Um, mm-hmm. Is there one part you like better than another?
2: Since I was a, you know, I shot myself and I learned photography early, you know, to at the at the beginning of all this. I love composing shots and the lighting, and you know, I love that part of it. When that, when that gets good, it's like then if you know talking to actors feels it's almost like you're at you now. you're in the movie and we're on set and i'm now i'm in it with you and and uh it just feels more real when you're talking to an actor with with the moody light and already set you know you can you can you can paint the picture in them. it feels like you can paint a better picture in their mind when you know when they can see how how cool this place looks so uh yeah i'm, I'm a real visual guy so i, I love that part of
0: in seeing your work, I, I, think, I definitely see that in your work. Yeah, uh, yeah, the, light, the light's important for you.
2: Yeah, definitely, definitely. Well,
1: Patrick, thank you so much for taking the time again. My pleasure, my pleasure. To thank talk. you,
0: and uh, we wish you luck with um,
2: thank you. all of
0: these balls you got in the air.
2: Yeah, thank you, man. Hopefully, you know, when the world opens up soon, you know. So, and back, to work. back to work yeah cool yeah. thanks yeah. appreciate it thank you Jason for thanks yeah, I appreciate it man. My pleasure, my friend. Yeah. good to see you I take well. care
0: alright bye, bye. Wow, he has so much cool work going on right now yeah I can't wait to see what he does
1: with that Harlem Hellfighters project that sounds amazing
0: I love his philosophy of sort of doing quality work in a unique way and then sharing it organically with other filmmakers yeah
1: it's great stuff a lot to learn from Patrick House hopefully you'll Learn more about him by going to his website and following him on Instagram. Those links are on our website at makeyourshow.tv slash patrickhouse. Thanks for listening to The Creators. More episodes just like it coming soon.